I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. Episode 7 0 11 11 down 2 tongue 7 1 1 Dude, find us on TLNS Media, Hunter.com, Dad, Radio, Happy, and Central Center, Time, Monday, of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. Or watch us streaming the podcast live and streaming while we're streaming on YouTube on our Frypod tripod. I am Luke! Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Losing my rust legend. <laughs> Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. Guys. Oh, it's been such a long two weeks since I talked to you guys, and so much has happened. Yeah. And it all sucks. Uh, yeah. Pretty oh. much. I mean, it doesn't all suck. Much of it sucks. I mean... Much of it sucks. I don't know. I don't know that when I When was the... Well, I think, for me, the biggest thing... when So that Paul George stuff happened on what? The 4th? The 5th? It happened on the... The night of the fifth going into the sixth. So yes. it's technically the sixth. So it's technically like two weeks ago today. Yes. Yeah. And I think the only thing I would say that was so not hard, but that I would say sucked was like if you listen to the fry pod on the on the whenever that was the fifth, mm-hmm. it's a very different it was just shocking. Experience. That was shocking. It was very shocking. I don't think that any of us thought and that we'd wake up to that. I haven't slept pretty much since then it feels like yeah luke woke us all up i called andrew at 1 30 in the morning which had to have been shocking it was shocking and then you got on your phone and you said oh my god i was just like because oh, we didn't even talk what i left you a message i know i i did not know what was going on i was like why is luke calling me at one o'clock in the morning somebody like somebody dead did he come up with a really weird idea at the bar like i don't know <laughs> what's going on and then i just let it go and then i look at my mentions and everything i'm like oh oh no boy so it hasn't i think that the thunder have rebounded i mean here's the thing as well I mean, as possible when your whole franchise I guess you have Shoots. to you have to measure it against what you thought was going to happen next year. Like if they kept the team, they add Alec Burks and Mike Muscala, a healthy Dre, a healthy Dre, they're going to have to cut the tax bill somehow. Yeah, and that would have been trading Robertson, Schroeder, or Adams. One of those things is going to happen. Like what? What are the expectations? What are the, where do we where do we think they were going next year? I think is a question that you have to ask yourself. I think, and, uh, I, and you can sing it too. I think where do we go from here? I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. I don't know that song. <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two. It's great. That song actually, I pushed that song to the to the to its boundaries in uh, in college, and I was it was when you could track the amount of plays that were on your iTunes, 
and I wanted that to be my number one song on my iTunes. And so he listened you, to it for a week it, straight. I let it play for a week straight on loop. Just repeat. Just yeah. Why did you want it to be? Because I was because he was feeling. It. I was feeling it. Fate fell short this time. Actually, very much hate that song. Okay, that's <laughs> probably because of, you did that. Though. I think it is. Um, I, I was gonna. I don't. I don't have a clue what I was gonna say. Uh, thanks, Taylor. <laughs> what were we talking about? Gotcha. The expectations for next year. Yeah. So yes. Okay. So I think one of the unfair hindsight conversations that's happening is this narrative that the Thunder. I think we continuously don't take into account the things that worked against the Thunder in the last two seasons, like Paul George's injury. Like, I know there's a lot of things that had to have gone right, but that's all it takes for one team to make a run. Like, I think that the Thunder would have been up there in the same way that they, that all of these teams, like if this thing shakes out and it's Kawhi and Jimmy Butler in LA instead of Paul George and Ru- or Paul George and Kawhi in LA, like, mm-hmm. I think the Thunder are in there, top four team. I think they have a chance. Like because I think there were so many things working against the Thunder in the last two years. The mellow stuff two years ago, the Paul George stuff. And you really felt like this the addition even just the addition of Alec Burks, maybe even Dre, like wherever they could cut costs, however. I think a lot of the narrative I've heard is that, well, the Thunder weren't gonna get any better. It's like I I don't know if I agree with that. I think Paul George made the decision, and I can't blame him because to switch from being with Russell Mm-hmm. And this team that has a different ceiling than what it would have been to go and play with Kawhi, like it makes total sense. Like, hey, I can, I, I'll be immediately in the like the Clippers vaulted from the eight seed to the one seed in predictions. They could win the. They could actually the win the title. Would you go into next season? Like, what would the chances be that the Thunder could win the title next year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Going yeah. into it, like with the team they had. I mean, you—it's you, up there. They're probably in the pack with seven or eight teams around the same thing. I, I don't know odds very well, so I don't know. 12, Twelve to one—is that good? Is that okay? I don't. I mean, twelve I, to one—that's what I'm saying. So what I'm what I'm trying to say is like they were in the pack with about six teams. I would say five teams maybe, and now the Clippers making that decision are in a pack of two. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're they're, they're up the there. odds on favorite right now to win the championship. I just don't know that I would put the thun- would have put the Thunder there. I would I would have the Thunder making the seventh or eighth seed going into the season because we, I don't think Paul's going to play for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna. We won't know anything until like what'll be crazy is is it may not be till December and that team probably couldn't have stayed afloat too well up to then but a healthy team what i'm trying to say is a healthy team that was the thunder team that could have been could have been in quotations i get it like that never happened they at least hasn't happened for the thunder yeah they had two years it's the sonics curse but it's it's one of those things where i think if they were healthy if they were at their at what they could be i think even a seven seed could go up there and make some noise in the playoffs like that's Mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say like i just don't think they were i don't think they were as bad as the thunder as people are acting like they were going to be for it's like, well, Paul George and Russ knew that there's no shot for them to be anything. I'm like, I don't think that's true. I think when Paul left, obviously it, it signaled it's time to, to blow it up. Um, I think they, I think that they did think that. I don't, after these two years, 
I don't think so, though. Like, I'm hearing all these conflicting narratives. I hear that, well, they kind of knew that there was potentially the ceiling that they already hit, but at the same time, they're like, they're planning on, like, I don't remember who wrote it, but the Thunder were planning on going into the season with pretty much the same team and making this the last year of their run. Yeah, the last year. Yes. Yeah. But that's still with the confidence that this team could do something, you know? So I don't think they thought that this team would I was be thinking, a seven was, or eight seed. I mean, they, I mean, you have to look at all the you have to look at all the teams in the West and be super realistic about where they're going to be by the time Paul George gets back. Because I mean, you look at March last by year, the, yes, and that's with the assumption that, and we don't know, we have no idea what Paul George's injuries. They said they reevaluated at training camp. That's always been the conversation from the beginning. Like where I mean, it's a six it's a six month recovery. By that's the standard. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. That, we'll puts see. Him, that puts him behind the eight ball. If he plays game one for the Clippers, then I'll just come back on the podcast and be like, see? See? <laughs> I don't think he's playing game one. I mean, I'd be, I mean, that would be shocking. I think that's the thing working against the Clippers, though, if we're honest as well. Like, they'll be good regardless, but to have two, your two players relatively injury prone, that's the only thing that makes that team kind of, like, hmm, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. That's that's what could derail them is so, injuries to those guys. But I, we're bear, speaking of bearing in the lead. So Paul George was traded two weeks ago, and about a week ago, uh, Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul swapped teams, mm-hmm. and it was made official this week. I'm going to guess that 99.99% of people that are listening know that. Yeah, surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> if this is your first time hearing this, you are actually not a Thunder fan or enjoy basketball we've gotten at all. A, we've gotten a chance. If somebody really was genuinely surprised, they they're what? Listening uh, what? what? Are you hearing this? Yeah, I've, I've since then my, done three podcasts my only on the same of, feed about it. My only it. source of news is what? Friday pod. Uh, so Andrew's talked about it a lot. I, I've talked about it. I got to talk about the night of... Um, Taylor, Luke, I would love to hear, especially you, Taylor, since you're like leading the hate fan club here. What are your thoughts, man? How are you feeling? I don't feel good about this. And the Thunder's chance to win right now are a thousand to one. <laughs> well, just tell us what you think about the Westbrook trade. Yeah, I wasn't saying that the uh, odds were now, Taylor. That's not what I was saying. No, but oh, you were saying last year. Yeah, yeah. like if, if they if they came in with the same team with Alec Burks and Muscala and a healthy Westbrook uh, and that's George and all okay. them. They, that, out, okay, those okay. odds were out there somewhere, but okay, my beat, my beat. So what do you think? What of the do trade? I think about the Westbrook trade? I think that I was I was excited to just move him on. We already talked about that. We it sucks for him to go to the Rockets. But I was excited to just let's move on and let's start fresh. And then we got back Chris Paul, and I was a little worried. I was thinking, we aren't going to be able to trade this guy. This guy cannot play for us. Right. And then Andrew assured me later that night, I'm pretty sure Chris Paul will never play a game for the Thunder. So I thought, phew, okay, good. Now the reports are Chris Paul's probably going to play for the Thunder. Yeah. And now – Everyone's starting to talk themselves into this team. So and let that me, sucks. So hold on. Let's pause for this. Why is it so bad that he's on this team? Because he's terrible. Because he's, Do what? He's terrible how? Uh, like the worst person. Her personality-wise. <laughs> Which is the same thing people would say about Russell Westbrook that aren't Oklahoma City fans. Listen, he's a good basketball player, but this is why it sucks. He's he's not good enough to be like to lead a team 
to actual hope of making even like Western Conference Finals, second round even. But we don't want and, that. So I know, but we're all starting to talk ourselves. No, I don't think yes. anyone is. Taylor, I'm no like, one's really I'm like that. leading the, it's gonna the happen. I'm leading the charge on like, hey, this team might be actually kind of good for a while. But they're I don't go in with any expectation, even if they win the first twenty games, that they're this gonna go play it, in the finals. Because what's gonna oh, happen I promise you, and what's gonna happen is I think there is no way that they're going to get past February without trading Gallinari. And as soon as they trade Gallinari, the team it completely changes because you don't put you don't have a twenty two million dollar expiring piece like Gallinari on this team with this future mm-hmm. and not plan on trading him. Like it's the most like it, the only way they have leverage because everybody knows they're going to be trading him is because they're going to pit multiple teams against it because there's going to be so many teams that want Gallinari they're going to get a first pick and they're going to get some sort of, there's I understand like all I'm thinking hey. It'll be kind of fun at times to watch this team play. They'll pass it. Yeah. They'll shoot it. They'll move the ball. They're not going to be absolutely miserable. No. Yeah, exactly. It's it's And Royce is the one that keeps kind of beating this drum is the fact that it's like to tear down for a, for a rebuild is not going to be a one season blow the whole thing up because of the way that the Thunder had their contracts kind yeah. of put together. And I think this is a nice middle ground that makes it to where, hey, you know what? Fans are going to come and watch this team. And yeah. there's going to be some wins. There's going to be games they win that you're going to be surprised, and they're going to be in the hunt until they blow it all up at the trade deadline. That's my. That's what I think the whole thing this, will look this like. This is also what I'm thinking. I just do not believe that how you feel right now is not you, Jay, Thunder fans. If they come out and win a bunch of games before December or into December, mm-hmm. it's going to be mayhem. I just don't trust us. What do you mean? I mean, we're going to believe in this team. And I then do, people I, are going to be mad when they trade Gallinari and Chris Paul. I do not think that that is – I think everyone's on the side. I'm just – I know this. I know our fans. This is what we want. We're very optimistic. We're very hopeful. We're we're delusional at times. This is it. I think there this would be – This is our demise. I think there would be more <laughs> – there would be more optimism <gasps> for a young team that – played hard and won random games they shouldn't yeah and lost 10 out of 13 games right you know what that is that's called fun and hope for the future but i'm saying that there would be i'm telling you there'd be more optimism from our fan base for a team like that than there will be for this team because nobody nobody realistically thinks that this is the team going forward it's just it's like a stopgap. no it's not I mean, here here's the thing. There is a chance that Chris Paul plays the whole year with OKC. Sure. And they trade him in the offseason. Yeah, because there's no free agents. It, there may be more space for some teams. So what? That sucks. That okay. sucks. Just just stop just stop for just a second, Tayshawn. <laughs> no, because you? you're the one no no no. You're the one who told me he will never play a game for the Thunder, and now you're telling me he's playing every game for the Thunder. So he might play he might finish out his contract with with the Thunder. I'm just kidding. Um, oh God. <laughs> there's a chance and, and here's why is if he can honestly this is prob- this is not the situation Chris Paul wants but it's probably not far off from what he what he wants like he would he like to be con- the guy he would like to control a team I mean Adams is is a great pick and roll partner for him I mean and you've got some guys that can shoot it on the wing he's gonna look pretty good for the Thunder and maybe they can trade him, you know, 
in December. You know, December 15th comes around, more teams that can trade, all these players that they signed, and the Knicks are like, man, Chris Paul looks good. Let's let's give up some assets for him. Or a team, I mean, there's going to be a team that comes out of the gate. Maybe the Timberwolves come out of the gate that, super, that one makes super sense hot, and they're like, okay, if we get Chris Paul, we're for sure making the playoffs. Let's trade and Jeff. it's that big of a deal to Jeff them. Teague and Gorgie Jang and... Our future first. A, a future first round pick, and let's get him, and then let's let's go for it. And then they just don't do Implode, great. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like that that to me is it's plausible. Or I mean, it's it's possible that you get through the whole season, nobody makes an offer. Like the Thunder are going to get value for Chris Paul. The fact that there hasn't been a trade yet, or the fact that they came out with that press release, says no, 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 no. We are going to get value back for Chris Paul. Yeah. We are not giving you something it's, with Chris Paul. It's it, basically, hey, Miami, screw you. Like, yeah. We're not giving you back your picks and then taking your crap contracts for exactly. Chris Paul. Like, they, don't have to, they don't have to operate that way. They're not, they'll, they'll make a small move here in the next six months before yeah. the trade deadline to get under the tax, and they'll continue to cut salary. Like, they're not in this place where they're that desperate to make this move. Right. The only person that's desperate for them to do it, or the only people, are Taylor and his crew of flunkies. Because, well, and also, the, like it's not that big of a which, deal. Which, by the way, was everyone a week ago. Not, I just want to remind has, everyone. It has never been me. That's true. Okay, well, then you were the only one, because I was not alone in my feelings about Chris Paul playing on this team. I don't want him to play ago. on the team. I don't want him to, but there has to be... There has to be a day of reckoning, Taylor. I yeah, just, this is a day, this is our day of reckoning. Mm-hmm. I just don't like. I don't hate Chris Paul that much. Like it's a it, it's always it's since this. Like I didn't like watching him, but it's not one of those things where I'm like, if he wasn't on my team, I would be. Like it, it's just one of those things. If he wasn't for Houston, like I didn't like him for the Clippers, but that's because that was the two teams that you just hated. Like you just wanted to, them not to win. And there's way, ways he plays. I know it's annoying. There's all, but I promise you, it's the same feeling. It's like Russell's just ours. He was our guy mm-hmm. that was annoying to everybody else. Like it's the same thing. Russell, for, and Russell annoyed us at times too. Absolutely, oh, yeah. yes. It, but the other thing is, is, like Chris Paul. Like listen to Kevin Artovitz and Zach Lowe. Like it's the same thing that's happening for Russ in the other way too. Where it's like people are like, you know, he's not as bad as we're acting like he is. He's I all mean, the he's, media. That media shift has been a fun thing over the last except for kevin o'connor but everybody else is like you know russell westbrook's actually a really good basketball player yeah i have has that been fun or has that been terrible um you know at this point they've actually i don't have any we swung like way too far a little bit in some areas when they released that graphic yesterday i don't know who it was about you know russell westbrook shooting better from three than all these guys after the all-star break that's some houston fan i guarantee you okay let's Let's really take a look. If you want to talk about Russell Westbrook shooting, let's take a look. Because oh, wow. This is the turn. This is where we turn on Russ. From 3 to 10 feet, he shot 20% last year. From 10 to 16 feet, which is supposed to be his money, cotton shot, 33%. From 10 to 16 feet to the three-point line, 35%. And then from the three-point line, 29% on the season. So... If you want to talk about the things that Russell Westbrook does is good at, please don't post a graphic about his shooting and then post his arm on fire. Because last year his arm was not on fire. No. 
<laughs> what is he, was he in the 60s from the free throw line? From the free throw line? Yeah, he's 65% from the line. Yeah. I think before and after the All-Star break. And there's going to be people that listen to this and and feel exactly what Taylor's portraying. Like, oh, they're turning on Russ. And I am kind of turning on Russ because he plays for the Houston Rockets. And I like the Thunder. I don't like the Rockets. <laughs> I hate the Rockets. I hate that team. And I'm sorry. It's, it's just going to be, an, if you're actually a fan of the Thunder... There's going to be some kind of turn. I don't, I'm not going to turn all the way against Russell Westbrook. Sure. But whenever you try to make arguments that Russell, oh, he's great. Look at his shooting stats. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't use those. You can talk a lot of things to talk about how good Russ is. You can use his rebound. Like, he's the best rebounding guard of all time. You can talk about what a great passer he is. You can talk about how he draws the defense in when he drives. You can talk about how he's good in transition. You can talk about all those things. Awesome. But don't come to me With and shoot. act like he can shoot. Yeah. Because he was awful last year. Awful. Like this shooter. team died in large part because of the way he didn't shoot. Yes. Like teams stopped guarding him at the three. Go line. watch. Go watch that Blazer series. They wanted him to shoot all the shots. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so that's where I'm just like, okay, don't, please don't, don't use that as your argument for Russell. And I want, like, I want success for Russell Westbrook. To an extent. Yeah, no. Yeah, I want some success. I don't want the Rockets to win the title. I, I don't really want it to don't. be awful, but I would love, I don't mind them getting beat in the quarterfinals. This is, a, this is a question that I thought was interesting. What's over under two years together that Russ and James Harden play together? Where would you over or under two years? Over. Over. Mm. Well, can I just. Uh... You can say push if you'd like. Yeah, push, push. So I what's your, so hold on. So the only option in that for me is that I guess James, one and a half. I should have said one and a half. Is, does that mean that James Harden asked for a trade? It's possible. That's, that's the only way that changes. So I think moving Russ again in two years. I just, I mean, James Harden, since he's been with Houston, has not played with another quote unquote star for more than two years. Sure, and they're betting on the relationship between the two of them to be what sustains this. The relationship will be maintained based upon how they perform in the postseason. I think the question, though, is that for me, and they have 90-plus million dollars coming wrapped up in two guys. Is old Frittata, mm-hmm. what, like he's a hor- already proving to be a psychotic He's owner. a crazy man. He's a crazy boy. So I like him. I like this. <laughs> he's a crazy boy. So for me, that's like the long-term viability of that Rockets of the Rocket. relationship is that. Dude, that's and, the thing for me. And so let's say the Rockets, I mean, would anybody, anybody be surprised if the Rockets went out in round one or two next year? No. Round one would be surprising to round me. Round one might be surprising. If they go out in the second round. It's hard because, and we've done this before, but if you start looking at all of the teams in the West, like there will not exactly. be an easy first round match. No. Exactly. No, like if they, they're going to play. Because somebody. The Clippers, the Lakers, Utah. The Thunder. Denver. <laughs> OKC. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like what if, like Jay, what if they end up being the three or four seed? You the know, Thunder? like just speaking to what you're saying. No, I'm going to leave that. I think, the, number the one, if they got to that, are you talking about the Rockets or the Thunder? The Rockets. If the Rockets end up as a three or four I seed, think they could. That's, 
I know. I'm with you on that. Like they could, they yeah, could play a really me, good team in the. First tell round. me if you'd be surprised if they lost to this team in the first round, the Nuggets. Would you be surprised? No. Yes. No. Yes. I would not be surprised. The Nuggets are good. They like, they are, but the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets lost to Portland in seven, like a banged up Portland team. Yeah, and they just got better. The Thunder too. lost to Portland in five. I'm not talking about the Thunder. I'm talking about the Rockets, who have historically like smashed teams like them and the Jazz. This is a different Rockets team. It it is, it is. And the Nuggets added Jeremy Grant and true. didn't that's give a up huge anything. Addition. Yep. That's didn't a, give up a, anything. That's a huge addition for next year's viability. You think Presti's like? I mean, it always feels like he's playing a different game than everybody else. But it's like, you think Presti's like, yeah, we'll we'll help the Rockets out a little bit. We'll also make Denver look flawless. Denver might be the number one seed in the West. Man, they just so they under. I get it. Adding Grant, they just. I don't know. I have question marks about Denver, but that's okay. We can talk about that later. We just Portland's preview. Oh yeah, I'd be very surprised if Houston didn't beat Portland. Utah. I probably. I wouldn't still, be surprised. I probably still would go with Houston. Utah's good, man. They are. They they're are. Better and they're, this year and they're, too. they're different. And, and they're they better. Are, they're, Mike Conley. You're, you're absolutely right. Bone dog. I think it's just the Rockets have just embarrassed them the last two times they played. Different Rockets team. I get it. Different like, Rockets it. and different Jazz. Different. Both of them are different. I still. My comment changes the them so much. Yeah, if he's healthy, but that's fine. You want to hear some? You want to? He, I mean, he's played literally one season where he's been. And last, last year he was. Yeah. That was it. But he's been hurt almost every other season. I understand. I so. understand. You want to hear some more different jazz? Here's some. Uh, Warriors. Oh, yeah. I take the Rockets right now. I just don't know what Clay will be, to be honest with you. Like, I just don't know. Let's say Clay is 100%, back, baby. Yeah. 100% by the playoffs? Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. And that's a team that From could an be ACL, in that like, five or be six surprised. seed. I would not be surprised no, you're right. if he you're comes right. back after the All Star break and gets ready. And it's not like Clay like needs his like crazy athleticism to like go dunk on everybody. Like he's just I probably be take the threes. Warriors in the same sense. In a lot of the criteria I'm using, the Rockets, where they just historically have always like you know the Warriors beat the Rockets, maybe a better version of the Rockets, at okay. least a year younger version yeah. without Kevin with this basic same team and Clip. without D'Angelo Clippers. Clippers, Lakers, Rockets. What? You take the Rockets what? over the Lakers, dude. Wow. I need to see the Lakers. What do you need to see? Well, number one, like, can they any either one of their two superstars be healthy? And then what the hell is the rest of the roster? Like, it's Danny Green and KCP and Danny Green's good. Javale McGee. Danny Green's got a title. Two of them. Three of them. Just dude, eight, AD them? and LeBron. If they're healthy, <laughs> huh? They're having tacos. If AD and LeBron are healthy. Taco Tuesdays. I think, so the point for Taco me, like, Tuesday. the point for me is I would not obviously pick the Rockets to be the favorite. I think you're probably like Lakers, Clippers. I think you're right. Denver's up there. Nuggets, Jazz. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying that there's. So they're probably in that top five, I would say, because I would put them above Portland. I put them above. I know. I'm just, I'm, no, I don't you, know. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm kind of walking through this exercise with you as well. Is I think there's. Man, that four or five matchup is going to be. It's going to be crazy. I just, I mean, you're just not guaranteed. And that's another like exercise you could walk yourself through with if the Thunder stayed together, walking through that and being like, oh "Oh, crap. Yeah, they're not. The Thunder, like at the peak of what this team with this talent could be, 
doesn't scratch the surface on those five or six teams, seven teams. I know it's, and that's scary. And what's, and what sucks about the Thunder's past couple of years is that they have peaked for a very short amount, a very short amount of time. Right. And it's like they basically, early. they basically have like two full months of peak Thunder team. And like, that's all that we've seen out of the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I don't know. And like last year's was crazy. Like you go look at the month. Was it like part of January and February? Right before the all-star break. Yeah. And they were just shooting the lights out. Mm-hmm. And it was. They're maybe the best. It was a very. I flu- mean, they're just under the words. It's the second best team probably very in the NBA at that point. Fluky time. I mean, it was. You look back at it. It's like Terrence Ferguson couldn't miss. Shooter could Forty-five percent or whatever. Yeah. It was wild, man. It was, that was a fun ride, though. It was fun. And then it. And then it, it was then not it was awful. After the All Star break, remember how was, bad March I, was. I've never been so exhausted. I, that's the thing that I, there is a little bit. If I can just help all of us that follow the Thunder too closely, um, like there is a bit of this that's going to be a relief for me. Yeah, like I was literally towards the end of the season watching them play Portland that Houston game. Whenever Paul George hits that three to to win the game. Dude. And remember how? I was remember so that Timberwolves game? Out. Remember how that Timberwolves game that that meant so much? And you were like, "They've got to beat Minnesota on the road in and I, April, and if they don't, I'm gonna lose it." I know, like <laughs> just being a full blown panic, you know? Like, so it'll be nice to be able to have a team that you're not just stressed out of your mind about and upset with and constantly let down with. Like, yeah, some of that will be refreshing. It will be. There's no question. Yeah, it will, be. it will be fun just to watch a team be like, I want to see, like, not, it doesn't matter if the team wins or loses. In fact, it's almost better if they lose. But I just want to see flashes of, like, what could be mm-hmm. a player, what this player could be in, like, two or three years. Yeah, you're looking at Jay Gilgis Alexander, like, if he goes off for 30 and, you That'll know, be like, fun. That'll be people, fun, and, it, and we can lose that game, and, it'll be, and I'll be just be like, that was awesome. Yep. That is all that matters. I'm not stressed. I can go to sleep. Yep. All right, we got like 3,000 Twitter questions. <laughs> oh, my questions. gosh. So starting on March, uh, what was this? March 14th. They, <laughs> this was bad. They lost to Indiana, Golden State, Miami, Toronto. Then they beat Toronto um, in Toronto. Then they lost to Memphis by 12 and then they go on to lose to Denver Denver and Dallas and that's when that was like that whole entire fall from where they were like three seed then all the way down yeah. to like be the eighth seed are yeah. they gonna play the Warriors in round one yeah that was rough it was really bad that's really yeah bad. but Russ was killing it dude Russ was shooting better than KD <laughs> he had a, his arm was on fire his arm was on fire he was absolutely killing it oh, dude it was it was misery <laughs> Just just one more thing. I know we need to go to Twitter questions. Yeah. But Luke, that that uh scenario brought up of like Shea Gilgis Alexander has thirty and we lose and it's just fun because that player got thirty. Yeah. Like it's not gonna be fun because Chris Paul's gonna be pissed. And one, I don't think Chris Paul is ever gonna let like Shea Gilgis Alexander, I don't think you're wrong. Get Here's that why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. Let's hear it. Yeah. Chris Paul is not going to play every single game this season he's going he has to take back-to-backs off yeah there's going to be a a time from like november to december where he doesn't play at all because he's he's hurt and that those are the games where it's going to happen i don't need it what 
and then we just played a we just played a alien ant farm uh, because Uh-oh. my take was so good, and so that is what I think. There's going to be times where that happens. I think you're right. Also, Chris Paul shoots the ball 12 times a game. He doesn't shoot it 20 times a game. Which I can't. You're going to put me down a really bad path, and people are going to be pissed off at me. So I'm just. I'm just saying that, like, if you're worried about like Chris Paul is not going to give the guys the shots, that, yeah. that is not Chris Paul's game. Chris Paul is the guy that's going to give the guys the shots. Yeah. But you want shake. I'm. That's fine. But SGA, you want to have the ball all the time. And SGA is not a not a, a ball dominant. Didn't he play with another point guard all season last he, year? Yes, he he yeah, played fifty percent of his that. time at shooting guard. We do not know that he can't be a ball dominant guard. This well, is his second well, he's year. Have and like he might be seven years he's never to been be able that. to do that. He's just never been. He, that's not his. Never been his style of play. But we're he's gonna like have, twenty. But we're gonna have at least the next five years of his career to figure out what he does. He's. I mean. So let's start next year. What's he got? Two years until we have to make an extension and. That's not talking about SGA's extension now. <laughs> but there, I mean, there's no way they're not planning on him being a part of who they are unless something drastically changes. There's, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, or you can package him and get a call Anthony Towns or whatever. What's, what's his season high field goal attempts, do you think? Shays? Yeah. 13? I mean, it's, it's higher than that. I'm going to say 35? 20. <laughs> It's 19. Oh, it's close. I win. And you did it once. I won. And what do I get? The next closest was 17. He did that once. I mean, he's got way more games with single digit shooting attempts than he does with double digit. Yeah, but you're talking about his rookie year on a team that was really deep. Yeah, like, I'm well, talking about like his sophomore far- year on a team that's really deep. That has three point guards that are all three starting. I level. know, that sucks. This is my. You're actually making hell, my point. What do you want them to do? What do you want? I Taylor? want them to not have Chris Paul and give Shea Gilgis Alexander and okay. all our young boys the ball, do and you, then just be bad. Do you not think that was the initial intention of Sam Presti? Do you not think that it was one of those things where and it's going to happen? It's he's not happen. just holding on to be like, no, actually, I really think that we should really build the rest of our team around Chris Paul. Like, <laughs> no, like he's like, hey, I need this. Is I'm e- not. This is exactly. I'm mad as a fan. What are you e- arguing against? This I'm is saying exactly, I don't want to watch. That's fine. You don't have you to. You may want okay. to if you're going to be a part of a podcast that talks about it. You but I mean, you don't have to, Taylor. You don't have to. We're not going to force you to do anything. For me, it's just like this is what it is, and oh, so who? That's I mean, a bad path, guys. You've been there's. I mean, there's other people, obviously, <laughs> if you follow our mentions, but it's such a weird anti. Here's the feeling to me. It's so here's odd. The, right. Here's the thing. Here's where you <laughs> should. Here's where you should not be. So the way you are, Taylor. Um, <laughs> well, okay, Chris Paul's gonna be 34 next year. Okay, it's because. This to me all signals we are going to get back something for Chris Paul. They're going to get back something in the future to help them. That's that's awesome. where that's where you should be happy because I don't want to give up up two picks to get rid of Chris Paul now. Would you rather? Okay, here's here's the scenario, Taylor. Would you rather give up two picks right now to get rid of Chris Paul? Because they could do it. They could do that deal with Miami. They could give him back both their picks, and he would be gone. Or Hang on to Chris Paul for maybe two two to four months and get back an asset for him to help build for the future. Yeah. Which one would you rather have? I'd rather I'd rather Pressy have done his job and got those picks already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's got jokes. You know what I mean though? 
I know what you mean. I just am speaking from a fan, a selfish fan perspective. I was ready for this to just start over. I now. know. I, I, get, I get it. I don't want to watch him in a, in a Thunder uniform, but I don't think it's going to be the worst thing in the world. That's all I'm saying. That it is the worst thing. I'm in saying the world. Chris Paul. Chris Paul sucks. <laughs> hey, let's knock out some of these TQs. Twitter questions. All right, our first Twitter question comes from at in Korak. Who wants to know, do you think it's worth the risk to play CP and Gala with their injury history? Gala is least on an expiring deal, but if Paul goes down, you probably won't be able to trade him. I mean, I think that's a real, it's a thing. That's a real thing. It's a thing. And I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? I mean, if you have a, if they have a good deal for either one of them before the season starts, they're going to trade them. But there's a chance that they won't. No, I think I, I, you could see just an intentional from the beginning, like kind of what they do with Kawhi, where it's like, they're not going to play back-to-backs. They, yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to just intentionally kind of rest them just because. You, the worst case is that one of these two guys has an injury to the point to where, like, no, we don't really want Gallo. Now we can, yeah. Now Gallinari tears his ACL. Right. Great. Like he's gonna. You can't. You can't trade him then. Yeah. I mean that. That's. It's a risk. But you can't not. You plan. can't just be like, hey. Well, and the NBA actually has created guidelines yeah. to make that not. We're gonna reality. put. Yeah. You can't do that. They can send them on back-to-backs. They yeah, I think that's what they'll do. Load, manage them. <laughs> Plus, those are the games that you can have those moments where Taylor will finally be happy. Yeah, they're going yeah. to point to Taylor, and they're going to say, this one's for, this you, for you, Taylor. Listen, this is what I want. This is what I want. The Thunder lose to the Timberwolves by, mm-hmm. like, 20 points. Yeah. But SGA has, like, 17 I'd rather and them, 8. Well, I don't want them to lose by 20, but if they could lose by 4... Ah, uh, four to twenty, somewhere in Don't there. Don't you I'm, want? I'm I mean, that's with. what you want. He compet- doesn't. He doesn't. Taylor doesn't want competitiveness. He wants to be able to be excited about Shea. That's it. That's oh, literally the extent of what you then, want for the season. And then I will say, Taylor, I just don't know how real it is because it's basically they're playing forty-eight minutes of garbage time. Yeah, and you will. And then I will the hate next it. game, I would hate that. And then the next game, they beat Steph Curry and the Warriors, and then we start seeing the light of the future. There you go. This is 2009-2010. I don't think you remember those seasons. It's very well. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Oh, man. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next 9-10, they won 50 games, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is 08-09. Hey, guys, our next Twitter question comes from at SamJoe1489. Who wants to know, do you think the Thunder home game attendance will suffer under these next few seasons? Yes. I do, too. Sure. But it won't. Every team goes through this. It's not going to tank. No, the team or the franchise. Every team goes through it. I the, think that I, I, I think that the roster is currently constructed. Like people will be intrigued and come and watch it. Yeah, I mean, if if there's five games over five hundred, you know, getting close to November, December, people might show up. People probably show up. I do think that overall, I I think. I think there are going to be some season ticket holders that get out. They can't. Uh, they already bought them for this year. Well, I know. I know that they some have, and they have. They have. They have allowed some people to get out. 
So they have so they have this blue club. I don't know if you guys know about this. I don't. You pay a hundred bucks and you get to be a part of Club Blue or whatever oh, it's called. Yeah. And all it is is like a placeholder for season tickets for you. And yeah. You get like a t shirt. And it's there's a lot of people that have done that. So there's been a wait for season tickets for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. so this is an opportunity for people That's true. to get in as well. So it's not like we have only a certain amount of yeah. season ticket holders and they're all gone. I mean, people are going to buy in. Yeah. The smart people are going to buy in knowing that the Thunder are building for the future and doing it in a really good way. Right. So, hey, here's also, the- if you're bailing on your season tickets, like, what? They're not really Thunder fans. Like, also, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, like, I get it, man. The product is not going to be as as beautiful. Also, the flattened lottery odds. Like, remember the Pelicans won the number one pick this past year because of these flattened lottery odds. Like, you, it doesn't. You can get in top ten and have a shot to get. It doesn't the first behoove pick. you to be the very worst team anymore. For it, me, it, the odds are not good enough for you to tank and win nineteen games anymore. It's just funny. Like, I think that people loved watching parts of this last couple seasons just for the hope of potentially what it could be because i've been in that stadium whenever or that arena whenever people are like oh what are we doing like why why did you shoot that why did you do that like yeah it's not like it's always been like oh i love going because it's the most exhilarating experience (laughs) like I've been like, I watched the Toronto Raptors game when they mm-hmm. played at home this past season, and it was just like, was oh, Fred Van Fleet, which now makes sense now because I didn't realize he was maybe the second best player on that Raptors team. <laughs> right. But you watch him play, and you're like, they don't even have Kyle Lowry, and they're just embarrassing the Thunder on our home floor. And the Thunder Killed are playing them. uninspired, and they're just like, blah, up and down the court. People hated that team by the and end of the season. Came, they almost came back and won, actually, which you was can, nuts. But I can look at our numbers and tell what, People are either there's yes. big news or what people are thinking about the team. Our numbers were down. Nobody wanted to watch, half, listen to. Did, it, did we lose half of our listens over the course of that season? Not half, but I mean, a significant number because people just were done. I, I avoid it. They were done. I did not want to talk about that team. We didn't want to talk about them doing the same thing two years in a row where it's like, are they going to be the eighth seed? What are we going to do here after where it was like, I mean, the conversation like three weeks prior was, can they be the two seed? Are they going to jump Denver? Yeah. And then they completely fall apart because Paul got hurt. The game that speaking of Mm -hmm. when the Thunder play at home versus Memphis in the worst game that Russell Westbrook has ever played. I mean, so, so bad. And the only reason they won is because he, figured it out in the last four minutes that he was going to play hard. Don't forget those moments too, right? right? Like, it's like if Russell, you're a season ticket holder, like you paid for that one. Yeah, you paid for that one. Russell punched a hole in the bottom of the boat and then lifted the boat out of the water and threw it on the shore <laughs> is what happened. Exactly. God, that game was so <laughs> enraging. <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad. And then Russell got, got suspended at the end of the year against Miami and – I mean, it was, I mean that, the end of that season was misery. Yeah, it was. It was absolute misery. Oh. And then somehow they win like four or five in a row at the end, trick us into thinking that they could do something in the playoffs, and then win one less game than they did the year before. Yep. All right. <laughs> it, was so, it was so sucky. Hey, guys. All right. <clears throat> you Let's gotta, move on to our next Twitter question, then I must leave. It comes from at ZachDiesel18, who wants to know who's... Jersey do I buy? 
Stephen? I kind of like the idea of having Gilgis Alexander on the back. Gilgis. No. No, I'll get you a Chris Paul one, Jay. Yeah, we'll get you your favorite player, CP3. Fine. CP3 PO. I have a, the only jersey relations. in the history of this franchise that I've purchased was purchased for me this year, and it's a Russell Westbrook jersey. Wow. So that's good Dang. to have. You can get them for cheap right now. That's good to have now. Good job. All right, I'm I have a Jeremy Lamb jersey. Is it a jersey or a jersey? It's an actual jersey. My mom got it for me a couple wow. years ago. That's amazing. I think, a, uh, I think a Gallinari jersey would be like really cool to have in like five years. As long as you get it just custom made and it says Gallon Mommies on it. Yeah. All right. Next, next Twitter question is from at the Brody 2020. Do you think Basley and or Hervey get consistent regular season minutes? I mean, Hervey, there's just no chance. Yeah. Basically, there's probably no chance. <laughs> Maybe after the All Star break, whenever everybody's the traded, the roster's empty. Yeah, and they have no power forward because they don't have a lot of power forwards on the team. Like basically, I don't know if he'll play immediately. I don't think it didn't seem like he's ready. But summer league is maybe the worst evaluation tool oh, in the so history bad, of man. the NBA. Yeah. So like to say that because Basley couldn't. I mean, he showed flashes in summer league, but then. I don't think that's a good. A I think good it's relatively encouraging that he was three or five in the three point line that last game. Yeah, one Which of was, them. One, did you did you see? No, the shots? I didn't. I didn't. It was one of them like a half court heave? At one the, of them was like a, a a shot that looked like it slipped out of his hands and it banked in. I yes. mean, it was, it was really ugly. Hey man, his, he made it. His release is his is really slow. He is. Um, he's kind of. He's a little bit slower than I thought he would be. He's a four. Yeah, he's a four. I don't. I mean, Hervey. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Hervey's a guy that could get like the last roster spot at some point. He's the, one of those guys, and then he I think he's a G League. He plays garbage a time. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's all right. Like he's he's a, he's a cool player against Dort. Man, Dort is different. Dort, he's got NBA level athleticism. He's a def, he's a guy that can defend at the NBA level now. I think. And he's I don't different. think there's any fear of him of the moment, right? No, that dude he, plays with an he's, ultra level of confidence. He's different. Dort, my would I would put Dort on the floor before both those guys. Yep. Also Canadian. Also Canadian. I and I like. Now we have two Canadians. That's right. I like Basley though. I think Basley's. I like the no, pick. Yeah, the pick way better today than I did at the draft. He's got crazy potential because he can handle, he can pass, and those are huge things for a guy not, his size. Not only can he pass, he's. Almost a past a past first guy. He said he's said that has he? Yeah, yeah. he said that like he's you, past, if you watch he's him, first if guy. you watch him move to the basket, like his first instinct is to find the guy that's rolling with him. Yeah, so it's I mean it's pretty impressive. It'd be good to have a collection of guys that have high IQ. All right, next one from at Jess two four three seven, one of our New Zealand fans. Uh, what order do you rank your first to last duo fan support? This coming season. So which one of these 10 significant NBA duos are you actually kind of excited to watch play? Okay. Okay. I'm just going to list them off and you tell me no or yes. Mm-hmm. Russ and James. I'm intrigued, but not excited. Taylor. Mm, uh, uh, intrigued, but not excited. Yeah. I, I think everybody's kind of there. <laughs> uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yes. I'm excited. Okay. Well, so let me pause. Does this. With the Thunder in this kind of middling area, does it make it to where you can actually kind of step back and be a fan of teams? 100%, yes. What about yeah. you, Tay? Same? Yes, yes. So I yeah. can be like, I'm kind of intrigued to see what LeBron and AD. And I, the other changes, like with the Warriors not out there, 
like they have been, where it's like, hey, man, I don't know. I don't know who I'll like, and I don't know who I'll pull for. Like, I kind of like the Jazz, but I hate their fan base. You know, like, I, it I makes kinda me, like Portland. It makes me not hate everybody a lot. Yeah, like, just not why. having Russ and Paul on your team makes you feel like, oh, like I can watch all NBA games and not feel like my blood boiling inside of me because for some reason, this combination of Russ and Paul has never been as good as like any of these other teams. And I'm like, but the talent level is there. And it's like, why can't they be as good as these guys? And why can't they have, and like the team around them, everybody acts like the team around them is just terrible. But now there's like podcasts of guys like, well, I kind of like this this cast of characters here. And it's like, what? Like, it's the same cast of characters around Russ and Paul, and they act like, oh, these guys are, like, pretty good. And it's like, oh, no. I mean, it was just, it was a tough situation in so many ways because we never, they never really, re- they reached their peak for, like, a couple times, weeks at a time, but they help. never put it together at the right time. So, all right. So, Katie and Kyrie. I mean, they won't play next year yeah. together, but I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not excited to watch the the weirdo bunch. I don't think the Nets are also going to be, and it, I guess it kind of depends on what KD looks like when he comes back from his Achilles injury. That's me, baby. We're playing footsies. Say, uh, sure. Steph and Clay, they won't really play, but I'd be excited to watch when Clay's healthy again. I will really like that Warriors. The Warriors would be back to being a fun team to watch again yes. because they're not going to yep. just kill everybody and. Oklahoma City doesn't have to worry about them. Like that was the deal. Is I hated them the year before when, or in 2016. But that was because I was like, this is the team. This is the team that the Thunder. And then they ended up losing to him in the Western Conference Finals. Moving on and changed right. the entire franchise forever. Right. Dame and CJ. That's probably my favorite crew to watch. To be honest with you. Yeah. I I love mm. CJ McCollum. CJ's good, man. He was so good. Dame kind of pissed me off this week. But that's fine. It's yeah. Like, come yeah. On. What was that about? Pandering. What was that for? That's why in I, my head I was thinking about Seattle. Like you weren't. Shut up. A break. Come I'm, on, Dan. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually out on him and out on that team because of that. What about Drew and Zion? Yeah. Drew and Zion. Yes. It's I an mean, intriguing. I want to watch that whole team. Give me it. You hear like this weird narrative shift on Zion? By the way. Everybody's <laughs> what like, do you mean? Every literally consistent like. He's really overweight. And I don't really know. Out of shape. Oh, that's <laughs> he carries, so weird. Dude. He carries a ton of weight on his he body. He needs to lose some weight. He needs to lose probably 20 pounds. 60, 70 pounds. <laughs> if he can play at about 215, <laughs> he would not be Zion. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Kawhi and Paul George. Hard for me to be excited about that. Intrigued, but not excited. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. I'm excited about it, I think. As long as we don't have to beat them, and by the time we're good, they probably won't even be together on that team anymore. They won't be. Ben Simmons. I'm excited to watch them. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where you can just step back and be a fan of the sport, right? Which is kind of nice. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Yeah. I I like Joel. I'm so all over the place on Ben Simmons. That I don't know yeah. how, to be, how to feel about these guys. He's interesting. It doesn't and, feel like a duo, and they're also known. Like it's the only one out of this whole crew that's really known outside. Well, I guess Steph, Clay, Dame, mm-hmm. and CJ. But uh, Kimball Walker and Jason Tatum. I'm, I'm, I'm like so out on the Boston Celtics, man. I just don't think they're going to be that good. Like they'll be okay. Like they'll be a, a solid team, but I don't think that they will be able to sneak up and do damage. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Man, 
They're going to be good. They're I am neither good. intrigued that nor jazz excited about them. Yeah, the Jazz good. are not exciting, but they're going to be good. They are going to be good. All right, thanks for the question. I like that one. That was good. It was exhilarating to talk about that. Next question is from Atworth Lambert. <laughs> if max contracts are to keep all-stars in small markets, wouldn't it make sense to make at least a portion of that max contract exempt from the cap tax? Yeah, that's that's been an idea that's been thrown around a little bit. And I think it does make sense. I think it does. Because it when you get to the point where a, t- a team like the Thunder were, you just can't keep a team together of guys that are in their like early 30s that are hitting that third contract. You can't keep a team together like that. If you've got all the good players, you just can't keep it together for no. very long at all. Yeah, and even Sam mentioned that in one of his interviews where he's like, you can... To have success at the level that some of these teams have is you have to hit on... So you take the Warriors, for example. How many things had to break perfectly for them to be able to put together the team that they did? Too many things. Kevin Durant, 2016, cap spike that ended up literally sinking three-fourths of the league. But it helped them sign Kevin Durant. Steph Curry has so many injuries in his early career that his initial extension is less than what he ultimately deserved he was underpaid for three or four years draymond and clay take less yep so it's just one of those things like the only the way fact you... that they draft draymond and clay like yeah happen yeah so the only thing you really can go for is the fact that you have to have things break your way you know like certain things that work out you have to be a big market who doesn't care a la lakers like oh we'll just spend whatever we want to spend and people love us well and... mr this the thunder did that well, For sorry, beyond, beyond that, what I really meant by the Lakers is like, it doesn't matter how poorly your franchise is run, people want to play for you, right? Except for apparently the Knicks. But um, <clears throat> so it's well, just going to be, or you have to be really good young. Yeah. Which is what the Thunder were, is really good young. And they could be a 50 plus win team and not even come close to the tax line. And that's what the Thunder are going to do again. Yep. I believe. All right, at Thunder Got Next asks. How many players do you think will be in the Thunder's rotation this season? 12? 12, that's what I was going to say. Just because I think it, it, I really do think that after February, Chris Paul still may be on the team, but I think that Gallo will be gone. I think they're going to play a ton of guys. Yep. Just to see who's playing. Yep. Any thoughts on that, Tayshawn? No, same. Uh, at Ian Sports Fan Ask, what is Russ's statue pose going to be? Is he for sure getting mm. a statue? I don't know. Like, how many guys that didn't win at all for a team get a statue? No idea. Does Carl Malone have a statue? Probably. Does Carl Malone? I bet Carl Malone has a statue. John Stockton? I don't know. How many statues are there? Great question. I'll let like, you look that up. What, uh, so Russ is see. definitely, I mean, he's going to get his number retired for sure. The number and the jersey will be retired for sure. Will yeah. he be the, he'll they, be the second number retired, right? Yeah, Carmelone has a statue. So let me ask this question. Does the shift. Statues are weird, by the way. Does the. They're cool. <laughs> does the end of this era. Do you all of a sudden not. How do I say this in a way that didn't get me screamed at? Um, has your Katie hate lessened? Since what? This, since this era's over, since Katie tore his Achilles and has changed teams, like yeah, I, my Katie hate has lessened dramatically. Like I watched a 
I don't know why I did this, but I spend too much time on YouTube, apparently. But last night, and it was like the 30 best plays of Katie's career, which was, here's the cool thing. I mean, 24 of them were all in Thunder, you know? Yeah, what's, what's crazy ago. is like, you're going to look back at Kevin Durant's career, and he probably is going to end up spending more years in a Thunder uniform than he is in any other uniform. Oh, without a doubt, right? Which is crazy to think about. And it's crazy to think about he was only with the Warriors for three years, you know? Yeah, and I think the, th- I think the Thunder will – I think this will make it more likely that they'll do – KD left in such poor fashion. It was, he did like, it so poorly. Every player – like, Paul George is here for two years and basically hooked the Thunder up in the way he left, number one, right? Yeah. He didn't have a choice because he was still under contract for another two years. Right. But, uh, I think the other thing is, is like, just, dude, you don't even, like, the weird good vibes we get when you just post an Instagram post, man. Dude, just. That's all it took. Just pick up the phone. We still would have been pissed, but man, like. Pick up the phone. If, like, if we had heard that, like, Kevin called Russell or he met with him, if we knew that, like, they met at the club or something and they had a good time and it was like everything was cool between Russ and Kevin and it would be like, okay, all right. You know, but. The fact that he sent them a text, text message, breakup, not cool. Yeah. Anyway. Everything he did was well, bad. But also, it, like, it, part of me feels more mad at Kevin because this shouldn't have been the way that things yeah. were. The premature ending of this era of Thunder basketball is because it's of It's because of Kevin. Yeah. Like, he, he killed what should have been the best part of the Thunder, that Thunder era. We are heading into what should have been the Thunder as the title favorites. Yep. And he killed that. Yep. And then, like, the only thing that you could say is that that we got out of it is that we got a Russell Westbrook MVP season that was really fun, but it didn't end up, it didn't end in, like, a satisfying moment. No. It was cool. It was cool to watch. I mean, really what we got to see was, like, the extent of what Russell Westbrook could be as a professional basketball player, which was cool. Cause like he pushed the boundaries of what people thought he could ever do. Yeah. Like that was cool, but I would have rather seen a title favorite thunder team. Cause that's what they would have been for years. Like this, I mean, even to this day, that's what we'd be talking about right now. Yeah. And so I, there's, there's part of me that yes, like time heals all wounds kind of thing. But then there's also part of me that was like, dude, like, you screwed this up. And what sucks, if you would have just stayed in Golden State and like through this whole run just been like, you know what? I don't care what people say about me because we're going to go steamroll everybody and we're going to kill everybody and it doesn't matter. Right, but he right. didn't do that. He's unhappy. And what, and what sucks is that what would have made him happy was staying here and winning one here. Yeah, because that's what everybody's saying now. And I don't know why we got, it's my fault for getting extended Kevin Durant conversation again. But one of the things that I was listening to Mark Stein last night on the Levitard show, like what they realized why he went to Brooklyn is because winning wasn't the most important thing to him. Yep. It's like there's something else he's searching for, and it's what he ultimately had in Oklahoma City. And it's the wildest, like, such a weird superstar, man. And he went from like this darling, everybody loved him. To like, who the heck is this guy, yeah. and what does he want? Yeah. It's... So anyway, it, ju- it, it just makes the whole like backpack kid like super. You know, he always has a a Bible and headphones in his backpack. It makes that era so much weirder now. It does. 
Next, no. next it, Twitter question. <laughs> you got what else, Taylor? I don't want to cut you off. No, that, that's all. Next Twitter question. Baseball sucks. This is for you, man. Next <laughs> Twitter question is from at underscore Jimmy Shaw. Have you ever? Have, I've never booed a Thunder player. Can I boo CP3 both because he deserves it and because we're going to ship him eventually? Will you actively root against Chris Paul in a Thunder jersey? Probably not. And to be honest, what I'm afraid of our fan base doing is what I'm afraid of falling into myself. I just don't want them to start winning games, and I don't want them to be good because I will fall for it. They're not going to be that good. No. I mean, probably. I think they'll start like 20 and 5 over the first 25 games or so. Yeah, they won't win all the games. Yeah, they'll lose a few. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Like, Chris, <laughs> Paul, Chris Paul is still good. Chris Paul is really good. And Chris Paul, if he's running this team with Gallinari and Steven Adams, it makes a lot of sense. Basketball-wise, it really does. It's <laughs> that's Taylor, what I hate. You know that's what I hate. You know all of this. Like, you know, I literally have said it multiple times. Like, Steven Adams is going to score twenty, and he's going to be twenty and ten. I bet this season. Yeah, he'll have free reign at the rim. I completely agree. He's going to have the best season of his career. And that's exactly what I hate because I know that that's going to be really good. And they're they're just not going to be good enough to really do much. And I just don't like that. uh, For me, that's what's going to be in the locker room. But for me, though, that's fun. Like that would be enjoyable, like to watch them have fun, watch them score, like for it not to be clunky and, you know, frustrating and. All of those things like that'll be good. They're going to play. You know what they're going to do too? That's going to be nuts. They're going to play incredible defense. They're going to be a good defensive yeah, team. They yeah. are. So especially, I'm, and there's going to be effort, man. You'll see a ton of effort. Robertson is really important. Yeah. We don't know if, what he'll if be. They want, if they actually are going to win games, like Robertson is hugely important. Dre's your starting three. He's a hugely important. Yeah. Who else is the starting three? Unless you want to move, just go with like three short, wing players and Ferguson. I mean, well, you I, mentioned Diallo I, my guess is, before, Andrew. My huh? guess is Diallo, Hamadou. I don't think he... If Dre's healthy-ish, I he'll think, be healthy, but if he's like healthy and also good... Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I think they... I think that the more I think about it, if Dre's not able to go, they just start Chris Paul, SGA, and Ferguson. Do you think they'll start SGA at the two anyway? Ferguson moves back to the bench. Yeah. And then you basically just rotate those two or those two guys with Ferguson and Schroeder and everybody just plays whenever. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Next next question is from at Faluki. Do you think Russ will come back to retire at OKC? I think that he'll come and sign like one of those one-day contracts so they can retire him as a Thunder player. That's my guess. Yeah, something, something like that. One of my favorite things was I guess somebody saw him at Honey <laughs> Honey Butter Biscuits. Is that was called Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny Biscuits. Have you been? No, dude, it is. You good. swear by it. I have been a couple it's times and I really like it. So it's I guess very good. Some it was on Twitter, but like Russ when somebody saw Russ walking out of there and like Russ, what are you doing here? He goes, I live here. Yeah. He just kept walking. That's pretty good. So it's like it's still this city matters to him, which is kind of it cool. does. It does. It does matter to him. Next question from at OKC Dunder Miflo One. Should I quit my job? This was a very interesting question. I'm glad you brought it up. 
I wish that we would know what that person's job was, but I'm going to go ahead and assume it sucks. So, yes. Yep. Do it. If you're asking yourself the question, yep, the answer yep. is already there. The answer is yes. Yep. True. All right. Let me ask this question from at NZ Thunder Guy. Do you think the Thunder maybe knew that the teardown was coming earlier than they were letting on? Signs were there with the assistant coaches leaving, the Baisley pick. Presty works in silence, so just a thought. I don't I don't know. I think they knew. It's possible. I think we talked about this, but I think the Thunder knew that this was it, this one year. You could see the end. You could see the end. Um, I don't think that they knew because every indication we're getting from people that know is that Sam, I mean, who said it? It was a, dang it. One of the articles said that they acted like, like when Sam was asked to trade Paul George by his agent, Mm -hmm. somebody said it was like Sam just lost their dog, his dog. Like it was that devastating to them. So I don't think they saw it happening. I don't think they did. If you want, I mean, seriously, if you want insight to like what the thunder are thinking or their posture, just follow Royce young and yeah, he'll give you that's, I mean, that's honestly the, the best source if you want to know and he puts it out there so all right i got a couple more questions here um, and sneaky so we'll do this one this will be our last kind of legitimate basketball question this is from at ben elephant king jesse smith every national show seems to be repeating the narrative that tp3's diminishing talent bad attitude and contract make him hard to trade he's hearing those takes do you think this will change his approach next year to achieve his goals of rebuilding his rep and getting out of Oklahoma City. It's possible. Possible. I think so too. You could get the it's best ver- <sighs> you could get the best version of him over the next four months. Or the first three Gosh, months of the season. Gosh, it's so late. What terrible planning on Chris Paul's part though. Wait till you're thirty four to build your reputation back right. up so teams. Yeah, but at the same time, like if he would have actually hit free agency instead of signing with the Rockets, which I guess is what he did technically, even though it was a sign trade. Like, dude, everybody wanted him. Well, okay, so his reputation was not bad after the season before, right? No, people were like, if he didn't hurt his hamstring, they would have won the championship. Exactly. So it's only bad now because he and James Harden didn't, didn't weren't on the same page. Yeah, and it's, and it's repeating a trend of what we found out in hindsight was a pretty toxic Clippers culture anyway. Sure. Which is partly his yeah. fault, partly probably Blake yeah. and DeAndre. Like sure. it's kind of a weird collection of players. Um, and also, like the Fertitta stuff, like they have regrets about signing the deal that that he said. I mean, like, yeah, and that, is that on Chris Paul or is that on the ownership? Like, he's a big weirdo. We've already discussed yeah, like too. Clay, so. <laughs> like, can you Clay imagine? Bennett's never. I don't think he's ever shared an actual interview. Other no, than like a typed response. Can you imagine? It leaking that Clay Bennett regretted signing Russell Westbrook to the Supermax or yeah. something. Like it would never ever yeah. happen. And Fertitta gave he got he got fined because he gave quotes the night that the deal was reported for Russ and Paul or uh, yeah Russ and and twenty five thousand dollar fine. Yeah, because he gave quotes. <laughs> He gave like all these long quotes, but the deal hadn't been done yet. It's it's that thing, and we mentioned this whenever the Phoenix article article came out. It's like, how do some of the dumbest people in the world become wealthy enough to buy basketball teams? Because they're Trump smart in, in something else. I know. It's just like, but apparently, being in front of the media or owning a basketball team is not it. 
Well, here, here's another thing I was thinking about was he's definitely the type of guy that if they don't win a championship in the next two or three or four years, he's going to fire Daryl Morey. And Dude, then I give him two years max. Worst, I give him two years max. And then they're going to be in the worst shape for the next 10 years that maybe that franchise has ever been in. Yeah. Because when the owner when the owner is the guy who's deciding who his GM is and all this other stuff and where the basketball team's going, it never works out well. Look at James Dolan. I it's know. gonna like, he has the potential to be the Knicks. He, I, I would, I think if Tillman Fertitta had a chance to hire somebody, he's going to hire a former NBA player to be his GM. Yeah. Like he's totally to one cool of those friend. owners. That's going to be like, Hey, yep. Hey, Chris Paul, after you retire, come back and be my GM. <laughs> Dude, and he's you know. gonna hire. He'll like want to hire NBA players as his coaches. All oh, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's unless something or dramatically his friends, changes, or his people, or his kids. Yeah, one of his yeah. kids is already on. You said like I feel like that's who will be his next general manager as his son. Or oh something. my goodness! I mean, it's it does not which look means good. Those two picks, those two picks have, are dangerous though because they could be actually in the top four. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're volatile. The next and our last Twitter question comes from Bangelo. Rank these three desserts, donuts, cupcakes, funnel cake. Number one, our donuts oh. dessert. I don't know how we convinced ourselves it's breakfast because it's most definitely not breakfast. Yeah, I mean, I know what she, let's, sweet, I mean, it's not a dessert. Sweet items. Yeah, it, it's not a dessert because that's not how it's served. But there's probably a lot of times I would lie. I would prefer a donut as a dessert over some of the let's, let, let's say you just ate at – here, I'm setting up the situation. You just ate yeah. at a very nice restaurant, uh-huh. a top chef, yeah. and they make these fancy – these like fancy desserts. So it's like a fancy donut, fancy funnel cake, fancy uh-huh. – so that they're all on the same level. Which one are you choosing? And you know this like top pastry chef is making it. Fancy funnel cake? Donut, cupcake, funnel cake probably my ranking yeah same Mm. same funnel cake is good but i don't i don't seek out funnel cake no it has good fancy potential though even when i I go to the fair i don't want a funnel cake really it's too messy which doesn't really count in taylor's hypothetical situation yeah they're they're probably putting all kinds of berries on it berries yeah they're doing all sorts of stuff with it puree and it's all and that would like a berry like instead of doing the stuff that kind of like high fructose corn syrup and just you know like what's inside of one of those old hostess pies instead of doing that like they're gonna make it with a actual like blended berries and oh yeah on top of it i was just thinking like fresh berries on top yeah both both yeah okay (laughs) still going that order i went through (laughs) donut cupcake funnel cake I love a good cupcake, though. What about pie? Would there's you put- more, but here's the thing about cupcakes: is that there's more bad cupcakes than good cupcakes out there. Oh man, I can't. I don't do store like Sam's cupcakes. I don't eat those. Oh no, oh, Sam's cupcakes are actually good. I can't do those. They're actually good. I can't do like generic cupcakes. That was the point. Like they're actually good though. I I can't do them. They're better than like some of these like fancy cupcake places. Have you ever had a Boom Boom Pow from uh, Cuppies and Joe? I've not salted caramel man. Cuppies and Joe is great. They're you can put them in the great category. Okay. There's other places that make cupcakes. They're like cupcake shops. Remember how that was popular like two years ago? It, was, it went frozen yogurt yeah. to cupcakes. Most, not good. Yeah, most of them wouldn't. I wouldn't like go and make a special trip. Cubs and Joe, I would. You and know what like, the Sarah, best Sarah, cupcake? Sarah, Sarah, I'm not have, going to eat their cupcakes. good. They had a milk bar, though, which 
was great. I drank a lot of milk. I got real sick. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You didn't like Sarah Sarah Cupcake? It's okay. I loved it. That was my favorite cupcake. And it's sad that they're, that they're out. Are they out? I think they actually just moved. Well, I, I drove by the new location. Yeah, because it it's over there, there by your pottery place. Yeah, that's not there anymore either. So it doesn't So exist. I think they're gone. The cupcake fad is dead. So anyway, what about pie? Would you take pie over all those? I would. I like pie. I love pie. Uh, good meat pie. Okay. Pie junkie is good. It's like a seafood one of drunken, pie. Drunken turtles or their key lime with, ooh, my key lime is good. Mm. Mm. All right. I have one final question for you, but before I get there, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Oklahoma Shirt Company. If you have any sort of apparel or marketing or merchandise needs, this is the place you need to go. They do screen printing. They do embroidery. They can hook you up with stickers. They've done hats. They do laser engraved Yetis or cups if that's something you want to do. If you have something you want to throw for your, part, your, your staff, your team, your family, you have a family reunion coming up, Contact the people at OklahomaShirtCompany.com. They will take care of any need you have. They also have nonprofit and church prizes. If you're a part of a nonprofit or a church and you're looking for shirts or apparel, holler at them. They have discounts and hookups for you, and they can even ship you if you're outside of the state of Oklahoma. also want to tell you about their shirt of the month. If you're in Oklahoma, Texas, or Kansas, they have themed shirts every single month, $10 for the shirt plus shipping and fees, and you get a themed shirt delivered to your door every single month. They also right now have some special release. If you're in Oklahoma, they have some state park shirts, and so check them out, oklahomashirtcompany.com. Tell them Down to Dunk sent you. Support the people that support Down to Dunk. Boys, are you miffed or you peeved? Miffed. 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 Miffed and peeved. Andrew, um, I'm not, I'm not miffed. I'm not miffed or peeved or peeved. I mean, I would complain about the heat, but like that would put me in the category of every person that lives in Oklahoma. <laughs> I know. So I'm not going to complain. It's always about, my favorite. Oh, I can't talk about the weather. I'm not going to complain about the heat. How many pictures of the dash? temperature gauge like can i see on my Instagram? oh my god it's 103 degrees yeah, we're all living it we're all living it we know you don't man. need to notify we know. me with a with a photograph i will say though like all of my uh like all of my professional phone calls i've had to make that have to do with business they generally start with talking about the weather uh, yeah, hey like, how you doing good how are you doing good, oh man it's, it's just so, so hot. hot it's so hot i know it's, oh, a, it's know. an easy it's go-to so it's a go-to i i think my only complaint is how we don't remember this moment whenever it's cold. Yeah. Right? So in the winter, we're like, oh, I'm just ready for summer. It's like, are you? Are you? You're are ready. you ready for this? It's a grass is always greener situation. With always. The weather. It's a cyclical grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. Which do you guys prefer? Winter. All day. Really? Every day over the summer. Without a question. <sighs> because here's the deal, man. I can be cold. That's fine. I'm not sweating to death. I literally get in my car sweating. I literally get confused. Yeah. Get confused every time I'm driving. I uh, I prefer the summer. I do too. Oh, wow. I'd rather be hot than cold. There's something I about prefer my mood. the fall and the spring is what I really prefer. I like, but I like I a good pool. I like hanging out. I do, but if that's where I lived, 
and worked. I had to wear pants and like polo shirts. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man, that's miserable. I just finally well, this week. But you're inside most of the time. This week, yes. I was just like, I'm just wearing shorts from now on to the office. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Jay, could you live in a city that's like super cold for a long time, like Chicago or something? Probably. But I'm kind of like a bear, man. Like I'm kind of a, I'm a big man. Mm-hmm. Got a beard. Chicago gets hibernate. <laughs> stupid cold though. It does, man. For so that's the thing. I had a buddy time. that lived in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and mm-hmm. he was like, about five years in, it got to the point where when I walked outside and my tear ducts froze up, I was like, I need to move somewhere else. Yeah. So I get it. Like I probably, it's probably whatever I'm in is where I want the opposite. But I always, my wife and I are both like this. We're cold people before we're like, if I'm at a pool, this is my life. I would love this. But mm-hmm. for the most part, whenever you have to exist in it, I'd always rather be cold or cool. <laughs> cool. I feel like, I feel like my body in the cold, I can't use my body. Like it tenses up. My muscles don't work. Yeah. My, I'm all like tight. Okay. I feel like it's, it's constricting. It's oppressive. The cold is oppressive. For me, it's when I, become, I hit my prime. <laughs> <laughs> I hit my prime when my, my body's cold, man. Taylor, are you miffed? You walk. Uh, now I'm just miffed about like the cold. I'm <laughs> I'm really not looking forward to the cold. I don't like. It reminds me of school too. It reminds me of like getting up and having to go somewhere I don't want to go, and then you get in your car and it's freezing, and you're just shivering the whole way there. Yeah, because your heat that doesn't come up. That is terrible. I'll tell you yeah, a game changer terrible. though is having a garage that you can actually park your car in. Like that's what we've finally got. Like for the first time in my life, I have a garage where I'm like, my car is always at like a nice room temperature. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice. Hmm. Man. Yeah. It must be nice. Must be nice to be able to afford a house with a garage. I sell pottery. Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to camp? What camp? I'm going to camp. Camp Bond. Camp Bond? What's that? I'll tell you after the the outro. Finish this play. Oh.